Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth. And guess what we're watching this week? It's Camp Rock. It's Camp Rock. Camp Rock <laughs> premiered June 20th, 2008. And let me tell you, it was much anticipated by me and my friend Courtney at the time. <laughs> we were going into sixth grade. Well, the like next school year would have been sixth grade. We had a premiere. It was very exciting. I was on vacation whenever this premiered. I remember, like, walking into the hotel and seeing it, like, playing on the TV, and I was like, oh, I wanted to watch that. <laughs> oh, no. So I eventually watched it. <laughs> Courtney and I were literally so excited. We had this whole day planned, because it was the summer, so we, we were um, 11, we had nothing better to do, so we had this whole day planned. I went over to her house, she had a pool, so we, like, swam during the day, and then on DisneyChannel.com, you could take quizzes to see what you were like were you a dancer a singer a producer <laughs> and so we took the quiz so that she you? was i was a singer of and course. courtney was a dancer of so course oh my god we they knew they knew <laughs> we printed out the little things because it was like a little like vip camp thing and we wore them <laughs> on lanyards when the movie premiered at 11 years old i love that that's who we were i wish i was friends with you and when i tell you like how and how excited i was for this movie like you do not understand the joy Jonas Brothers, Nick Jonas, means the world to I was, me. I was gonna, well, I was gonna ask, knowing your answers, we could have this discussion. Because yeah. even though this was at the time when I was going through my, and I can't like popular things phase, mm -hmm. Joe was always my favorite. Nick, he was the funny one. Nick has always been my that favorite. That spoke to me. <laughs> uh, first of all, love his curly hair. Very cute. Also, because he's the youngest. And again, I've talked about this before, but even as a child, my pragmatic brain was like, the one closest to my age will be the most likely. So. Well, you know what I thought whenever Joe Jonas married Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner is our age. And I was like, oh, what could have been? <laughs> I, okay, I, I just don't even know where to start with the Jonas Brothers because, again, like I said, oh, I love them. I have a complete oral history. Well, I just wanted to just even talk about, like, my relationship personally with the Jonas <laughs> Brothers. And by that, I mean they have no idea who I am. But I had these friends who were, like, all of them, it was this, like, a girl of my age and then her older sister, they loved the Jonas Brothers as well. And so we would go over there and we would just, like, sit on YouTube and watch, like, Jonas Brothers interviews. Just, like stuff like that um the video of where they pick up a table and spin it around and say how the tables have turned mm -hmm. classic uh but i did want to talk about more youtube drama because wow okay 2008 <laughs> on youtube for celebrities was a fucking ride it was so good youtube ugh. okay so if you didn't know somehow if you weren't there miley and mandy had a youtube channel mandy was um like a hannah montana backup dancer and yeah. she and miley became best friends yeah so there was the miley and mandy and so show miley changed the lyrics to see you again from my best friend leslie said to my best friend mandy said yeah uh they're not really friends anymore they had a falling out i've read something about it one time i think they're, they're like okay but they had like a falling out and i think for a while they were on kind of like bad terms Anyway, there's Miley and Mandy, and then Demi and Selena had a YouTube channel for a little bit because they were best friends back from the Barney days. <laughs> I, okay, I considered saving this for Princess Protection Program, but because this came out before Camp Rock, and it was one of the reasons why I was so, like, hyped and, like, basically knew who Demi Lovato was, like, I saw um, As, As the Bell, Bell Rings yeah, we'll on Disney. <laughs> yeah, but, so, my, <laughs> so, hold on, 2008. 
Demi and Selena make a video, and it's just called, just called like, some updates or something like that. Is it, yeah, and they're just, like, you know, like, being stupid teenagers yeah, they're on just YouTube like, like okay, we do in yeah, 2008. Yeah, yeah. It's 2008 video through and through. They're just, like, talking, joking with each like, other. Like, YouTube is not what it was now. Like, you would, yeah, like, it's on a have, webcam. Yeah, you would have your own account. You would, you and your friends would just upload these stupidest, no-nonsense videos and get, like, two views, but because they're Demi and Selena. Demi and Selena, it was very popular. Yeah. So they're just, like, in a room on their webcam. They're just, like, talking. They're, like, laughing with each other, have all these inside jokes. Then, so they post like, the it. things that I remember, like, specifically is that Selena Gomez had a shirt, and she's like, I love the Power Rangers. Yeah. She says, like, my boyfriend, the Power Rangers. And, and then, then they Demi talk L- about... Demi Lovato has um, a bunch of eye makeup, and she's like, mm, people always call me emo because I have a bunch of eyeliner. <laughs> She's really not wearing that much eye yeah. makeup. And she's just, they're just, like, talking. Like, yeah, yeah. they're fun. just, like, talking. They talk about uh, the gap between her teeth because it got fixed. And mm-hmm. then, oh, <laughs> I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure I saw the Miley and Mandy one first, and then I realized that it was, like, a parody of the Demi and Selena one. So they did a parody. I put that in quotes. Oh, wait, I don't remember who did Power Rangers and who did Ninja Turtles. But no, was... Miley did Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it was they, Power Rangers. Yeah, I rewatched about... it. I will link the video. They have one of the original <laughs> and then the parody and Miley's apology after. So... <laughs> Here we go, yeah. So Miley and Mandy remade the video. They're just, like, joking around, but they're being very dramatic about it and, like, screaming and stuff. All the comments now are just, like, they are stoned out of their minds. Like, they're just, yeah, they're just having a good time, but they are kind of, like, really poking fun. fun. Yeah, Yeah, like, if I were a teenager and I saw this, I'd be like... That would probably hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah. So they did that, and people, like, asked them about it afterwards, and Miley was just like, oh, we're friends. Like, we talked to them. We promoted their channel at the end. And she never really, like, apologized for it, really. She just, like, talked about it, and she's like, yeah, like, I don't think there's any bad blood between us or anything. But it was, like, the drama of all drama at the time, and it got me so excited for this video, or for this movie. I was definitely on Team Selena and Demi at the time, because, again, like I said, it seemed just kind of mean, especially to my right. a little little 11-year-old self. But I was so excited for Camp Rock when it came out, or when it was coming out. I looked up, like, lyrics to the songs as they were being released. And I remember whenever I saw the first lyrics for This Is Me, I was like, this is the deepest song <laughs> that has ever been written. I was like, wow, this is me. This is amazing. I so. was thinking about this, and I feel like this movie should have failed because it was so close to High School Musical and, like, even High School Musical 2, which broke so many records. But I think the reason that it didn't, one, because they had the Jonas Brothers and the Jonas Brothers, as we'll get to it, I'll go through their whole history, but they were, like, becoming the big, this sort of, like, set them off. They're, like, becoming the biggest things. And then, two, you, like, even though... Demi Lovato was, like, still sort of unknown. Like, whenever I saw this, I only knew her from those stupid As the Bell Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, she was sort of already known for being friends with Selena Gomez. And two, she just has that raw talent that you cannot fucking deny, especially for someone on Disney Channel. Like, there are times in this movie where, like, she's singing acapella, and I'm like, oh my fucking god, she's so good. Yeah. I was so excited for this movie, and ugh. Amazing. Yeah, I feel like if if they didn't get lucky with the casting, it just would have been seen as, like, a failed high school musical attempt. Well, yeah, if the Jonas Brothers weren't in it, I don't think it would have had the draw at all that right. it did. I think that was a huge part of it. Right. So, shall we shall we get in to oh the cast? Yes, we have to jump in. Okay, so I, d- 
I have the Jonas Brothers as a group, and then I also have Kevin, Nick, and Joe as individuals. Mm-hmm. So first, we'll obviously start with the Jonas Brothers. Their first single, Mandy, was released on December 27th, 2005. And I did not know this, but it was featured in the Zoe 101 TV special, Spring Breakup. <laughs> um... After that, they released uh, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me on Disney Mania 4, and their cover of Poor Unfortunate Souls for the Little Mermaid Special Edition, which both of them I listened to. They are so good. Poor Unfortunate Souls is really good. They used to play the music video for it on Disney Channel. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen the Jonas Brothers was the music video for Poor Unfortunate Souls. Yeah. And I, like, went back and watched them. They are so pop-punk. Mm-hmm. That I did not realize. Yeah. And my my favorite song of theirs from when they were, like, younger, Mandy. If you haven't listened to Mandy by the Jonas Brothers, very good. Highly recommend. Um, yes. So their, fir- their debut album, It's About Time, was released in uh, August 2006. And the year 3000, which was a single, uh, the music video premiered in January 2007. And first of all, do you know what the song is a cover? Yeah. I did not. <laughs> I didn't at the time, but I knew when I got older, like one time I was searching it on YouTube and there was a different one. I was like, what? And then I, I realized like it was the original. was the game changer for them. Because, like, obviously, like, we saw, like, these music, like, the Poor Unfortunate Souls, like, I didn't know who they were. But then, like, Year 3000 came out and everyone was on board. Like, first of all, it's a banging fucking song. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, the music video played all the time. It's a good music video. And the Jonas Brothers are cute. And the Jonas Brothers are cute. Um, and then they had uh, Kids of the Future, which was a cover of Kids of, Kids of America, and then I Want to Be Like You on Disney Mania 5, which was the CD I had from Jungle Book. Um, after that, their uh, self-titled album came out in August 2007, which had singles S.O.S., Hold On, and That's Just the Way We Roll, and When You Look Me in the Eyes. Um, that was the same month that they were guest stars on Hannah Montana, Ugh. and they duetted We Got the Party with us. What a good... Um, a year later, in 2008, a little bit longer was released, and we all thought Nick Jonas was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though that album had the singles Burning Up and Love Bug, um, it was number 40 on Rolling Stone's Best 50 Albums on t- of 2008. And, oh, I don't know. Oh, Night at the Museum. They're also, this year, we're in Night at the Museum 2. They played the little singing cherubs in the, mo- in the Smithsonian. Um, so then the T, obviously Camp Rock was also in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a year later in 2009, the TV show Jonas premiered, which I was sort of like aging out of Disney Channel at this time. I did not watch it. I don't it. think I've watched a single episode of Jonas all the way through. I did not. My sister was like really obsessed with the Jonas Brothers. She was two years older than me. I think she like might've watched a few episodes, but also that time she was like aging out of them as well. Yeah. Um, this year they also released Lines, Vines, and Trying Times. Classic. Um, which included the songs Paranoid and Much Better. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'll get to it when I get to Joe Jonas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, like, from 2009 and, like, the next couple of years to, like, 2013, they released, like, a whole bunch of singles, um, including Pom Poms, which is, like, supposed to kind of be their comeback. And then they, like, went on a hiatus in 2011, and, like, they weren't, like, officially broken up, but, like, Nick and Joe, like, were starting to do, like, some solo stuff. Uh, but in 2013 was when they officially broke up. And for six years, we lived in the barren desert of hell. Without the Jonas, <laughs> Without Brothers, the Jonas Brothers. As a band. They're as still brothers. Band. Uh, but in 2019, they came back with their lead single, Sucker, and the album Happiness Begins. And we saw them on tour. 
That was the last concert Elizabeth saw before the pandemic. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good memory. Well, we got stuck in the parking garage for like an hour, so that kind of sucked. The concert was great. The concert was great. So, moving on to each brother individually. That was just an oral history of the band themselves. Are you starting with Kevin? Because there's yes. the least to say about him. Paul Kevin Jonas the second. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the... So, yeah, anything that had to do with the Jonas Brothers, he was a part of. So, there's nothing really to say during those times. But during the breakup and hiatus... Um, he had his own reality TV show called Married to Jonas about him and his wife and their two daughters. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> there are no Kardashians. No. Um, he opened up a construction company called Jonas Werner, um, and he was featured in an episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey because he was, like, building someone's pool house or something. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, he also opened uh, an influencer marketing company. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, He invested in this food app, which I've never heard of, and he was on a season of The Celebrity Apprentice. He got fired in the second episode. I remember he was really annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, whenever I just said that Kevin has the least about him, uh, this is no hate to Kevin Jonas, but he just does not sing. I'm sure he plays instruments for the Jonas Brothers. He 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 didn't have any solo music career. Yeah. So um, that's, that's the same. So he wasn't, like, in the public eye. Like I also I also saw a TikTok that said, uh, if you were gay, if you are gay, <laughs> your favorite Jonas Brother was Kevin. So, is that true? Can anyone verify? Please let us know. Kevin was not my favorite Jonas Brother. No, we, we've already established this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next we have Joe. Um, he released a solo album called Fast Life, and then after that he formed the group, obviously, DNCE, and they had their song Kicked by the Ocean. Um, and al- an album, but that was the yeah. popular one. Uh, he did a bunch of writing and producing. Um, he eventually married Sophie Turner. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, while they were still in the Jonas Brothers, Joe infamously dated Taylor Swift. I, uh, I yes. have a lot to say about Joe Jonas because he dated so many girls back in his day, like so many celebrities, so many famous girls, and. Taylor Swift got so much hate for dating famous people. Yes. And so, Joe Jonas dated so many famous people. And we don't even, like, remember some of the people he dated. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so if you don't remember, right before Fearless came out, Joe Jonas broke up with Taylor Swift over a 26-second phone conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she mentioned it on Ellen. She role-played uh, with Barbie dolls. <laughs> She wrote the smash hit Forever and Always, and then the next one, Last Kiss, about Joe Jonas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's the most interesting thing about Joe Jonas, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, she was very mad about it, and I would be too. <laughs> she looks back. She she uh, regrets the, the, the things she said. And the line in Invisible String, where she said, Now I send their baby's presents. Cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their baby's presents. Whenever I heard that, I died. So, <laughs> we love growth. I don't know any other of her exes who have children. It's about Joe. It's definitely about Joe. <laughs> They're friends now. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then finally we have Nick. Um, Nick uh, did a lot more than his brothers. He, well, he actually was, like, on Broadway as a child before the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. He was, like, the last ever uh, Gavroche 
in Les Mis before it like closed on Broadway. Um, and even during this time, he, oh, he was also, like, Tiny Tim, and he was Chip in Beauty and the Beast. He had a self-titled, like, Christian album in 2005. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about their purity rings, but we can get to that after. <laughs> okay. Um, during the hiatus, he was invited back to play Marius in Les Mis for the 25th anniversary concert, and on the West End... Um, he did a lot of acting. He was in Scream Queens, uh, some show called Kingdom, uh, Jumanji, <laughs> which <laughs> we saw in the theater and it came on screen. Okay, listen, the new Jumanjis are surprisingly pleasant. They're very good. And then we had no idea Nick Jonas was going to be in the movie, so he comes on screen and we're all like, ah! We, yeah, we literally gasped in the movie theater. <laughs> uh, he did some voice acting in Ugly Dolls. He was in Midway, which I heard was terrible. He had a brief stint as Nick Jonas and the administration. Um, oh, he was also in How to Succeed in Business without really trying on Broadway. Uh, then that's when he sort of, after that, he started his solo career. He had the song Chains and Jealous um, from his first album. Then he had his second album, which had the song Too Close. <laughs> I don't know that. Okay. Um, during this time, he also worked with Demi a lot. Uh, he, like, wrote, they, like, wrote and produced songs together. I think they opened up, like, a small label, and they even, like, went on tour together. And now he is married to Priyanka Chopra. That's all I have about Nick Jonas. Um, I just wanted to bring back the purity rings, because I wanted to talk about one of the reasons I think the Jonas Brothers were so, like, highly successful with, like, their young demographic is that if, like, so, Britney Spears had, like, the anti-moms, right? Like, moms hated Britney Spears because of what she, like, stood for. The Jonas Brothers are, like, the antithesis of that because they were, like, first of all, Disney, so they have, like, that going for them. And then the purity ring thing, I think, like, we went to Catholic schools. We've talked about that. I feel like everyone I knew's parents were, like, oh, the Jonas Brothers. Like, <laughs> those are good kids, the Jonas Brothers. And I think this, wasn't it, like, James Corden they talked to about this? I think it, they did carpool karaoke with him. I don't know. Or interviews. Whenever they were, like, promoting them coming back for Happiness Begins, they were doing a bunch of interviews. And so somebody asked them about the, about the purity rings and all that. And they were like, yeah, like, we grew up Christian and stuff. And it wasn't something we ever wanted to talk about. But some interviewer told us that if they did, if we didn't give them an answer, they were going to say we were in a cult. <laughs> so we had to tell them that, like, they're purity rings. So they never really wanted to, like, talk about it publicly. They wanted right. it to be more And of, I like, don't think they ever, like like, insulted the idea. Because, like, a lot of, like, older people would look at that and be like, whoa, like, and the Jonas Brothers. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I feel, I can't remember. I don't think they've ever been like, oh, like, yeah, that was so stupid. They were just like, nah, like, we grew up and we thought about it and we decided not to wear them anymore. Yeah, I think that, I think they talked about, like, the pressure of that a little bit and how, like, they didn't really like it because they didn't want it to be a public thing. Right. But, yeah. So, I just wanted to bring that around because I feel like that was very relevant to, like, people I knew loving and them. And also because they were boys, they were under much less scrutiny well, than yeah. the Disney females. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they could, I don't know, like wear a tank top and <laughs> no one would call the police. Oh, and the other reason I, I didn't even mention this in the, um, like, so the feud between like Miley and Mandy and, uh, Demi and Selena was really between Miley and Selena because they were both dating Nick. Yeah. There was a carpool karaoke with Nick and Demi and James Corden asked about that and Demi was like, oh, you mean when he went from Miley to Selena and then back to Miley and then back to Selena? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're adults now. They're in their own relationships. I'm sure it's right. fine. But at the time, ooh. Ooh, I remember whenever Selena showed up in the Burn It Up music video and I was like, what? When did this happen? <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, 
I know that this has nothing to do with Miley except I brought it up, but the the line hugs are overrated just FYI is apparently about Miley because in the book Miles to Go, she talks about Nick and she's like, yeah, like my first boyfriend, I don't think she calls him out by name, but she's like, oh yeah, this guy I dated, like the first time I met him, I told him his shirt was really ugly and scratchy and it's a striped shirt and there's pictures of her in the striped shirt and she's like, oh, I'm a hugger. So she hugged him the first time she met him and the, hugs are overrated just FYI. <laughs> I feel like that meme of the guy like putting the strings to the pictures <laughs> that's what I feel like right now but like you don't understand 2008 11 year old me this was my life so um so shall we talk about Demi Lovato yeah yeah we can jump into that now I'm sorry I'm all over the place but I have a lot to say how much it's been like 30 minutes probably by this time and I don't know it's been 20 minutes it's okay. fine okay Demi Lovato, as we know, she got her start on Barney, and that's where she met Selena Gomez, and they were friends for, like, 20 years. And they're not really friends they're anymore, and it makes me really sad, but I'm I'm still hopeful. Someday, I think that Do they will be the, able... the knife that cut whenever paparazzi asked Demi how Selena is, and she said, ask Taylor? Oh. Oh! Okay. <laughs> um, and then, the first time I ever saw Demi Lovato was on this stupid, like, little five-minute, like, in-between episode show, I say that in quotes, it was sort of, it's like, it's called As the Bell Rings, and it was basically like these six kids in between classes have conversations at this window in their school. And I remember, there's an episode where Demi Lovato played guitar and sang. Yeah, the song is actually really good. I went I back, you can watch all of As the Bell Rings, there was like a season of it. You can watch all of it on there's YouTube. There's two seasons because they replaced oh. Demi yeah, yeah, yeah. after she left. You can watch all of it on YouTube, so. I went back and like watched some of them just to see like what they were. No, they are so pointless, but. Yeah, but except for that one where Demi sings. Well, also yeah. the guy that um she sings with. He became the the singer for the one band that sings classic. <laughs> oh my head, oh. out of my mind. The letters like E M. But anyway, I remember like watching that, being like, "Oh, like she's really good. She's, she's really, really good." good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we'll see Demi later in Princess Protection Program. Uh, she was also in Sunny with a Chance. Um, and then after she left Disney, she really didn't do a lot of acting. She might have had, like, you know, some guest spots here and there. She was in a few episodes of Glee where she played Santana's love interest. Yeah, I didn't know that Demi Lovato was in Glee. Whenever I was, like, looking through it just to see if I had seen anything else she was in, I sent it to Elizabeth and I was like, how did I not know Demi Lovato was in Glee? Because it was season four and they were in New York and it was dumb and she was one of the only bright spots of that season. (laughs) Um, so... Demi's music career, she released when she was still, like, on Disney in 2008. She released Don't Forget, which had the singles La La Land, Get Back, and Don't Forget. (laughs) It's a good album. I stand by it. I had a friend who was, like, obsessed with Demi Lovato, so I had to be annoying to be like, Demi Lovato sucks. I didn't, like, really have that much of an opinion on Demi Lovato. (laughs) Don't Forget is a banging album. Got it for Christmas in 2000. Seven, eight, whatever year. I, I was just like had to be obnoxious at the time because I couldn't like things that were popular. It's okay. We grow up <laughs> from internalized misogyny. We do. Uh, her second album in two thousand nine was "Here We Go Again," which that was the lead single, and it also had "Gift of a Friend," which was in the Tinkerbell <laughs> movie. I love that song. <laughs> um, didn't that also have "Remember December"? Yes. I <laughs> when I was a child. When I was a child, I <laughs> recorded myself singing Remember December and That's I uploaded like a big song. I <laughs> uploaded the, the video to YouTube and I don't know how anyone ever saw it because I didn't like I was a child, like I said, and I didn't know how to like optimize a video. But somebody I imagine co- you were like, Do you remember? 
Oh, no, I was going full out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, somebody, this was back whenever on YouTube you could uh, like rate videos like out of five stars. I think someone gave me like three stars and commented like, this was okay, but needs work. And then I deleted the video. (laughs) I wish I still had it. I wish I had left it up because, oh my God, I want to see that. But that's a fun story about me. Um, so, after Here We Go Again, and while she was filming Sunny with a Chance, as we know, Demi Lovato's, uh, lifelong mental health struggle sort of came to this breaking point, and she If you did not watch the first YouTube, uh, documentary about it, highly recommend. Yes. Um, like, I was, I was gonna bring this up whenever we started the movie, but, like, just, like, the first scene of her, like, in her room, and she's so young, and I'm like, ah, Demi, you're struggling so much, and you don't even know what's to come. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she went through this sort of, like, mental health breakdown. She came back, I say in quotations, with Unbroken in 2010, and that had the song Skyscraper and Give Your Heart a Break. And I had always assumed that, like, she was okay after she went to, like, rehab the first time, and she was, like, you know, continuing to work. But as we, if you watch the documentary, she was still very much not sober and not well. Yeah, and we'll go into more specifics about that with Camp Rock 2, but... Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, and then after Unbroken in 2013 was her self-titled album Demi, which I... This is my favorite Demi Lovato album. It has Heart Attack, Made in the USA, and Really Don't Care. I saw this tour. It was really good. (laughs) Um, After that was Confident, which, as we know, has the lead single Confident, Cool for the Summer, and Stone Cold, which I fucking love. (laughs) And then after that, in 2017, was the album Tell Me You Love Me, uh, which had the single Sorry Not Sorry. And as we know, it's 2021. This week, I think, she'll be releasing her newest album along with, like, it's basically like a part two of the documentary since. Well, it's multiple parts. But yeah, it's called Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil. So it's like an update, I think, on her sobriety and stuff like that. Because as we know, she almost died. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm excited. Okay, so I guess there's other people in this movie, too. <laughs> um, Megan Martin, who used to be known as Megan Jet Martin. Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Yeah, she tried to do a three-name thing. Didn't work. Um, she was in the 10 Things I Hate About You series on ABC Family. She played Bianca, which I honestly cannot see. Um, she was in Mean Girls, too. Yeah. No. And I guess she was in a few episodes of the show Awkward, which I did not watch. Okay, I have watched all of Awkward, and I saw a TikTok from one of the actresses in the show who's like, nobody remembers this show. I was in the show, and I don't remember the show, and I feel the same way. Like, after a couple storylines, I could not tell you a single thing that happened, but I watched all of it. I didn't watch it, but I do remember everyone talked about it. I I mean, I watched it, like, when I was in college, so, like, only a couple (laughs) years ago, and I could not tell you what happens. Uh, Next we have Maria... Canals Barrera, who we met in The Proud Family because she played the mother of La Cienega, but as we know, she's the mother in Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, And next we have Allison Stoner, and I will never not be angry at this movie for doing her so dirty. (laughs) Allison Stoner was the little girl in, like, a bunch of Missy Elliott music videos. She's been a dancer her whole life, so what do they do with this movie? They make her a music producer. <laughs> Why? <laughs> At least she's really good. <laughs> um, I first saw Alison Stoner in Mike's Super Short Show as Sally, and I remember, um, because after that she was in Cheaper by the Dozen, And for some reason, we had a Cheaper by the Dozen, like, in book form. I don't know why. But the cover of it was Steve Martin, and he's holding a wallet. And then, like, the 12 pictures of his children are hanging down from it. And next to each child 
was like the name of the actor or actress who played them and I looked and I was like oh like it must be Sally because her name's Sally no that was when I realized her real name was not Sally (laughs) (laughs) um yeah if you don't know my super short show was like this again like a little like five minute thing where these two kids would tell you what's new on Disney DVD yeah um, like I said, she was in two of the greatest movies ever made in cinema history, Super Brother Does and Super Brother Does 2. Uh, Her storyline in Super Brother Does 2 is comedic genius. I I love the scene when they go to the movies. Oh. Her and Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's just a part of a funny scene. <laughs> I love it. Um, she was in an episode of Drake and Josh where she had a big crush on Drake. Um, she was in an episode of That's So Raven. Okay, do you remember this episode... She, it was sort of, it was like a pilot test within That So Raven, so it wasn't really about, like, Raven or anything. Uh, Alison Stoner was this, like, an actress on this, like, sort of, like, Happy Days TV show, but she wanted to, like, go to school and be a normal kid for once, but it's, like, a tough time because the mean girl keeps making fun of her. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, well, that was, that pilot never went to air, but that idea basically became Hannah Montana. Um, she was in The Sweet Love, Zach and Cody. She played Max. Yep. <laughs> um, for a while, she was the voice of Holly Hobby. Um, she was in Step Up 1, 3, and 4. She was not in Step Up 2, and Step Up 2 was my favorite Step Up. <laughs> um, she was Isabella in Phineas and Ferb, the one who says, what you do? <laughs> and now, she does a lot of her own music. Alison Stoner is great because she does not forget her roots. She does not think she's too cool to be in the Cheaper by the Dozen TikTok that they did a long time ago. And I love that for her. I love Alison Stoner. I've always thought she was so cool. Um, because of the movie Camp Rock, I had a dream one time where I was basically at Camp Rock. It wasn't like a music camp, but I was at a camp and Alison Stoner was my only friend. <laughs> so thank you, Alison Stoner, for being my friend in my dream about camp. Um, next we have, and I think I'm pronouncing this right, Anna Maria Perez de Tagle. <laughs> I don't know. She was Ashley in Hannah Montana, one half of Amber and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have Jasmine Richards, who is a naturally Sadie, if anyone remembers that. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> um, and then lastly we have, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Roshan Fagan. Fagan. He was a regular in Shake It Up. Yeah, he was also in an episode of Insecure. And I was like, oh, that's the guy from Camp Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have for the cast. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> the 30 minutes of free, of, you know, introductory information for Camp Rock. <laughs> so, shall we start? Yes. Okay, so we begin at a house in the suburbs. Mitchie, her mom calls for her to wake up for the last day of school. So we have this montage of Mitchie getting ready for the last day of school to Who Will I Be? But it begins by her waking up and sitting on her bedside table is her laptop with a CD, <laughs> like the CD drive is out with the CD on it that says Mitchie's Tunes. So she pushes it in and then Who it's Will I Be starts her playing. Own song singing, like fully produced too. <laughs> like she's got like a keyboard in there and a guitar and like some like music program up on her computer. <laughs> this is how she wakes up. Like sh- her alarm is her own singing. <laughs> and that's just funny to me. And but, then yeah. for the last day of school, she tries like a few different hairstyles and a few different outfits. Yeah. You know, and then like also like sings to herself. <laughs> she's jamming out. She's having a good time. She looks at her lyric book 
Just looks at it. Yeah. And then puts it in her pocket to bring it to school. Yeah. So she goes downstairs, and as her and mom are having breakfast, the TV is talking about Shane Gray. And he is stormed off set again of the Connect 3 music video. He is the bad boy, and the band is fed up with him because of his, he needs to, uh, like, change his image. Or they may lose their record deal, and their summer tour is canceled. Yeah, so Mitchie and Mom are both, like, he is so clueless. Like, he's throwing away all of this stuff that he has, and he needs to get his shit together. Um, so Mom finds a brochure for Camp Rock, um, wherever she was, because Mitchie has been hiding them around the house. And Mom says, I know you really want to go to this music camp, but we just can't afford it right now. Um, Mitchie is just kind of disappointed and then leaves for the first day of school. The last day of school. Last day of school. (laughs) Yeah. So Mitchie's... I think, I have a theory that Mitchie's friend Sierra is not real. <laughs> I don't know why they included this scene, except just to, like, prove how badly she wanted to go to Camp Rock. Because they're at school, they're just cleaning out their lockers, it's the last day. This whole movie, Mitchie's like, I don't have any friends, I just want to be popular. Bitch, you have a friend! <laughs> well, that's what she's saying, she said she has one friend, they talk about it later in the movie. But... Oh no, you have one friend. She wanted to be, she wanted to have more friends. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Sierra's like, how did it go this morning? But she's like, I can't go to Camp Rock. And Sierra's like, anyone who wants to be anybody in music goes to Camp Rock. Which makes Mitchie feel bad, because she's like, oh, I guess you know that. Yeah, Sierra! Thanks! <laughs> um, so, after school, we never see hear, hear about Sierra again. Uh, Mitchie comes home for dinner after work, and her parents reveal that Mom got a job as a caterer at Camp Rock so Mitchie can go at a discounted rate. Mom said Mom said before that like she's like trying to get her catering business off the ground and she says that because business is slow in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> that who wrote Girl, that? Where are you catering? <laughs> Have you heard of weddings? Um but she's also and but she's like, oh my god, I'm so exciting. But mom's but mom is also like, you have to help in the kitchen while while you're there. Yeah, and of course Mitchie is like, of course, no big deal, I will do that. So we cut to camp, the next scene. Everyone is like around this bus that brought them there. We see Mitchie and her mom show up in their catering van, and then Mitchie watches as Tess, which is the blonde girl, you know, she gets out of this stretch limo and uh Yeah, so she just, like, watches this happen. She's, like, seeing everything go down. Her and Mom get to their cabin that they're sharing, and then the camp director, Brown, that's his last name, but he introduces himself, and as, like, Mom turns around to introduce Mitchie, she's already gone. So, Mitchie's walking around, and she accidentally bumps into Tess, and Tess is, like, bitchy about it, and Caitlin explains that Tess is the queen bee here, because her mom is famous. Her mom is TJ Tyler, and they're like, oh, she has, like, a million Grammys. Yeah. Um, and Mitchie's like, so is Tess good? And Caitlin goes, she's good at trying to be good. <laughs> That's Caitlin, like, the, we don't talk about this enough. Tess is not good. Tess is not good, and Caitlin is the best character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So Caitlin, uh, like, introduces herself as a music Camper producer. today, top-selling music producer tomorrow. <laughs> Check me out. Yeah. And then she, like, taps on her keyboard, and then, like, these, like, she Drum doesn't even sounds. play. She doesn't so, even play like an eight count or anything. It's no, like, it's like, like four notes, and it's like <laughs> that's it. And she's just like, mm-hmm. and Mitchie's like, wow, <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, one of the other like employees at the camp, her oh name's God, I hate her so <laughs> much. She is definitely like that person. She's an adult, and she tries so hard to be cool, 
but everyone hates her. Well, I've never been to sleepaway camp, but I feel like you have to try and relate to the youth if you- I'm not saying this is a camp thing, I'm just saying this is an adult thing. Well, I- I'm saying, like, I think you have to relate to the campers if you're, like, working there. Well, they all seem there. to like her. Yeah. Um, she announces that for the first time, we're going to be joined by a special celebrity instructor. And I'm like, for the first time? Damn. Camp Rock. I mean, if, if anyone who's anyone in music went to Camp Rock right. and this is the first time they're getting somebody back, yikes. Yeah. Um, so in the limo, Shane Gray tells his bandmates that he's too good to spend his summer at some camp. And I don't know what their names are. Nick. It's Nate. <laughs> Nate. <laughs> Nick. He's His like, name is Nate. <laughs> I'm going to call him Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he Nick. is a big role in Camp Rock no. 2. You have to get this straight. Okay, well, I'll call him Nate in Camp Rock 2, but he's in, like, two scenes in this movie. <laughs> Nick is like, you. we were campers here three years ago, and Kevin, who is supposed to be the comedic relief here. His name is Jason in this he goes, movie. This is for Connect 3. Connected. Yeah, everything Kevin says is supposed to be funny. He's truly, like, acting his ass off, like, trying to do the most. <laughs> Kevin is like, this is it. This is my I, big break. I I'm going to be the actor it. of the group. I appreciate it for him. <laughs> but yeah, uh... Oh my Nate God, is basically his watch Camp Rock. I love that film. <laughs> Nate Nate is saying like we need this good PR for the band and like get over yourself essentially. Um and they're like, "Oh, by the way, we told so they I don't know, they argue about it a little bit in the car and then uh Shane gets out of the car and they're like, "Oh, by the way, we told the press that you would record a duet with the winner of Final Jam." And then they drive away. Um yeah. Brown, who is Shane's uncle. He's only Shane's uncle. Yeah, they're not brothers. Connect no. three are not related in this movie. <laughs> um, greets Shane with enthusiasm, but Shane does not return the enthusiasm. Uh, so we get to In the Kitchen. Mitchie is, like, making these hamburger patties, and Mom asks her if she's going to sing at the open mic tonight. And Mitchie's like, uh, no, there's way too many people here, and I'm not going to do that. I know, and I'm like, Mitchie, why did you come to Camp Rock <laughs> if you're not going to sing? Right, and Mom is just like, okay, take out the trash and go set up in the mess hall. So Mitchie passes by Cabin Vibe, <laughs> which is on the front <laughs> door, and she hears uh, Tess, Peggy, and Ella rehearsing. She, like, goes to the window and just, like, watches them for a little bit. Yeah, and they apparently don't see her head, like, peeping through the window. Yeah, Tess is, like, yelling at Peggy and Ella, who are her backup singers, and they're, like, equally annoyed back at her. Yeah. Peggy's facial expressions in this movie <laughs> are really great. She has limited lines, so she needs to do her <laughs> acting. Um, but she gets to the mess hall, and she sees this piano sitting there, and since she's by herself, she just pulls her lyric book out of her pocket and sits down. Um, Shane is outside on the phone asking, asking, uh, the members of Connect 3, he's like, it's been three hours, can I come home now? And they're like, no, and they hang up. And as he's walking to, like, around the corner, like, these girls see him and they start chasing him. And he goes to, like, hide in a bush outside of the mess hall. So he's, like, still, like, hiding from the girls. And that's when he hears this girl inside the mess hall playing This Is Me yeah, on the, the piano. This is our first taste of This Is Me, but we get a full version it's later. It's acapella, and it's really good. Yeah, it is. Um, Shane, after the girls are gone, Shane goes inside, but Mitchie has already left. Yeah. So, Mitchie goes to her cabin to change, and she's talking about, like, she needs to change her clothes, she wants to impress all the people here, and from the very beginning, Mom is just like, calm down, like, these people will like you, you're gonna make friends, you just need to be yourself, but Mitchie is, like, not having any of this. Yeah, so also, she... I'd like to say, in this movie, they only have Demi Lovato wear fucking baby doll tops, that's yeah. all she wears, and I get that they were, like, kind of popular back in 2008, but they could have put her in something else, anything else. 
Yeah, so. so for this open mic night, she grabs one of her mom's, like, button-up shirts, but then puts this giant belt around <laughs> the middle. Yeah. She's like, this is it. This, this is work. the look. Yeah. So she goes to the mess hall, and uh, Lola, who we, like, never really see again, is called up to perform. Yeah, she's standing by Caitlin, and she meets Lola. Yeah, Lola goes up to sing, and I forget that this song exists all the time. This it's song so is so good. good. And this, okay, this performance is, like, one of the best of the movie, because right. there's dancing and singing. It's very fun the entire time, very upbeat. Yeah, like, there's, like, full choreographed dances, and it's, it's so fun. It's like, who's got what it takes to be? <laughs> yeah, we, we never hear more from Lola, and I think that's a tragedy. Yeah. Um, yes, Lola kills it. Everyone uh, cheers, and Mitchie's like, oh, like, she's so good. And Caitlin's like, yeah, her mom's on Broadway. Um, and Caitlin says, Caitlin tells Mitchie, but the kids here only care about the bling, which is why Tess runs this camp. I don't, what? <laughs> what? Bl- is bling supposed to be jewelry? Is that what we're talking about? I think they're just, she's talking about, like, being flashy, I guess. I guess, because then they show Tess, and she's wearing this ugly-ass necklace. <laughs> Not cute. 2008 was a hard time for fashion. Um, yeah, so Tess approaches them and she says, Hey, Caitlin, your folks still wowing them on the cruise ship? Yeah, she comes over just to be a bitch to Caitlin. Yeah, and Caitlin, like, begins to talk, but she never finishes. And I really wish, like, we could have elaborated on this, because I feel like if Caitlin's parents were working on a cruise ship, then she probably doesn't have a lot of money either. Like, Mitchie, she might also be here on scholarship or something. Yeah, but, but it's Mi- never. Mitchie, like, introduces herself no, to Tess. No, yeah, Caitlin's, like, about to talk, and Mitchie goes, Hi, I'm Mitchie! Yeah. <laughs> and so they ask her, they, like, ask for her last name, and they're, they're like, oh, is your dad a producer? And she's like, no, he owns a hardware store. And whenever they look very very disappointed. She's like, but my mom is the president of Hot Tunes TV China. <laughs> she li- just blurts this out out of nowhere. Why? This is so, like, of all the things. It's, okay, Why? <laughs> just watching these movies makes me cringe so badly because the whole time you're just like, stop lying, just be honest, it's gonna get so bad. <laughs> and, oh god, the thing that makes me so angry is Caitlin is literally there the whole time trying to be her friend, trying to, like, pull her away from this, like, toxic person but she just doesn't fucking listen. <laughs> yeah, so after hearing this, Tess invites Mitchie to take the extra bed in their cabin and to sit with them in the VIP section. So she's what literally- is the VIP section at this camp? <laughs> I think they're just like saying the front. I don't know, but she literally just ditches her only friend at camp, the person who's been nice to her since she's met her, yeah. to go with this fucking stranger who's very clearly mean. Oh my god, it's so dumb. So in the cap, in uh, like Tessa's cabin before Mitchie gets there. So I feel like they can't just like switch cabins willy nilly. Like you gotta have like rooming assignments or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> Tess yells at Peggy, and then she says that Mitchie can have her bed, and so Peggy Wait, just like back, has to move. This is this is back at the cabin. Yeah, yeah. So Mitchie just like has to move. Um, Peggy has to move. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Um, and then Tessa's. Oh, so. Uh, Tess tries to call her mom. Tess is holding a poster of her mom and trying to call her on the phone. Yeah, so she tries to call her mom. She answers for a second, and she tries to, like, tell her about camp and everything, but her mom is like, oh, I have to go. I have a concert. And Tess is, like, very visibly disappointed by this. Yeah. Uh, That's when Mitchie arrives, and then Tess gives her Peggy's bed. Yeah, Tess noticed that Mitchie only has one bag of clothes, and Tess is like, you can't have all your clothes in that one bag. And I think Camp Rock is, like, maybe three to four weeks long. We do not know how long Camp Rock is, and it's really been bugging me. I want to know. I'm pretty sure it's three to four weeks long, because I looked at a calendar, and they, like, showed it for a brief second. Pajama Day, which we'll get to, was on a Wednesday, and then the final jam was next Saturday. So it was only a week and a half. I feel like it's only, like, two to three weeks. 
Yeah. Which they, makes sense. Like, one bag is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, like, two months, and I was like, okay, one bag, it's not enough. But two weeks makes sense. Yeah, so. Yeah, so Mitchie says, oh, I threw all of my clothes away. I was just bored with them. Um, yeah, she so just continues to lie about everything, just trying to get, like, win their approval. Yeah, and Tess, like, insults, like, this jacket that Mitchie has, and she's like, oh, I got it at a Chinese shop in China. Yeah. That's when it's cool. And then Mitchie compliments Tess's bracelet, and Tess says, every time mom wins a Grammy, she adds a charm. She, Her mom's famous and rich. Cool. Also, like, this, this made me think of, like, like, this girl's trying really hard to, like, be her mom, right? And she wears a charm for all of the Grammys her mom has. Honey, Blue Ivy is nine years old, and she just got her own Grammy. Tess, you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Peggy finds um, Mitchie's diet. I also diet. want to say, Mitchie, after Tess explains, she says, it's totally blingalicious. Yeah. The writing in this movie <laughs> is not good. Uh, Peggy picks up Mitchie's diary. The and she's book. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what are the songs in here? And Mitchie's just like, oh, those are private. Like, I don't really want to do that. And they're like, sing for us. And she's like, no. And they're like, you have to. So she does. <laughs> she sings a little bit of This Is Me. And so she can tell she's, like, very insecure. But after she's done, everyone's like, oh, you were good. And you can tell that Mitchie's, like, really happy to hear this acceptance from other people. Yeah. So the next morning, Mitchie sneaks out to go to work with Mitchie Mom. Mitchie sets her alarm for, like, 6 a.m. And it wakes up no one in this tiny cabin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she goes uh, to work, and then she sneaks out, like, after she's done working into the crowd, so no one can tell that she's she, been, like, working in the kitchen. She go, she opens, like, the door from the kitchen into the mess hall, stops, and then goes back around and enters through the crowd. Like, first of all, no one noticed you entering through the kitchen. Yeah, you, you could have just lied and been like, oh, I just came, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just came through the back, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, so Mitchie is invited to sit with Caitlin and Lola and the two boys whose names I don't know. I don't think they ever say them. Um, and Caitlin's like, slumming it, I see. <laughs> yeah, already literally immediately. Yeah. I love Caitlin. Oh, that's a sentence I've never said. No, I'm kidding. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's name is Caitlin. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, Caitlin tells Mitchie that if she's good at music, that she shouldn't be Tess's friend. Because yeah, she says, Tess can't stand to, like, have someone better than her. She views them as competition. Yeah, but then Tess calls to Mitchie to, like, go sit with them. And she just leaves. And Caitlin's like, see you around, I guess. Yeah, so whenever she sits down, they're like, hey, where did you go this morning? And she's like, oh, I'm just an early riser. And, like, changes the subject. Yeah, so over in Shane's cabin, Brown dumps water on Shane to make him get out of bed. Because he has a class to teach in five minutes. Um, Brown walks into his class, and there's all the kids that are jamming. We get, like, a tiny glimpse of Alison Stoner dancing. Yeah. Like, freestyle dancing. A little. <laughs> um, I don't know what this class is, because there's, like, people with instruments in the back, and then there's singers in the front. And then Brown asks everyone, who wants to sing first? And everyone raises their hand. What Except is this? for Mitchie. Except for Mitchie. So then, shy. Mitchie gets called on, of course. I, I hate <laughs> teachers who do this fucking shit. If someone is shy, if they're not ready, just let them be. Right. So. If someone has their hand raised, call on them. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mitchie starts singing Who Will I Be a cappella, which is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, everyone is impressed. Brown compliments her, but we can see that Tess is visibly angry. Yeah. Uh, so walking back from class, Tess says that Mitchie must sing with them in the final jam. Well, Peggy and Ella are like, oh my god, you're so good. And that's whenever Tess is like, yeah, you need to sing back up for me. Yeah, and Mitchie's like, oh, like, I might sing solo, but Tess, like, kind of manipulates her into thinking that she shouldn't sing solo for her first yeah, final Yeah, she, jam like, psychs and... her out. She's like, well, this is, like, my fourth fi- uh, final jam, and I've never won, but, and, you like, know. It's, it's, like, really scary, you know, but you've sang in front of an audience, and, like, basically, like, scares Mitchie into being back up for Tess. Yeah. So Mitchie arrives in the kitchen as she bends down to clean something up whenever Shane walks in. And so Mitchie, in order to disguise herself, puts on a chef hat and covers her face in flour. This scene is just so cringy. But she, first of all, you can clearly tell who she is. She pops up, and Shane says, "Literally, I'm Shane Gray, but I'm sure even the help knows that." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And then he says, my manager set my list of allergy foods, and I couldn't even touch my breakfast this morning. Yeah, First he's, of all, how many foods are you allergic to? This is breakfast. What breakfast foods are you allergic to, sir? He's just going off, like, being a jerk. And so Mitchie calls him out for it, and she's like, hey, don't be a jerk. Like, you, you shouldn't treat anyone like this. And, and so he's, like, surprised. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, wait, somebody called me out on my bullshit? And then he just leaves. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so Brown outside is yelling at Shane for skipping his class and, like, forcibly, like, physically dragging him to his next one. Well, he says that he's out of touch and that he's teaching a hip-hop class next. Yeah. Joe Jonas is teaching a hip-hop class. <laughs> yeah, but they have, like, this little conversation and Brown is like, why have you changed? Like, you're being a dick and, uh, you gotta go teach hip-hop class. Yeah. So Mitchie also arrives for this class. She sits down with Tess, Peggy, and Ella uh, Shane walks in, and for this hip-hop class, everyone must grab a mic and a hat. Follow me if you can. So they all grab these. <laughs> okay, like, he has so much attitude when he says this, too. Like, <laughs> the confidence he has walking into this is just incredible. Especially when there's, like, the actual fucking hip-hop dancers in the class. It's insane to me. It's hilarious. This is and a comedy. And this hip-hop class, they must all have these, like, snapback hats and these, like, prop microphones. So Joe starts his, Shane starts his choreography. It starts, so Start the Party is the song that they're doing this to. (laughs) I'm sure you've all seen this. It's bad choreography and all of the, like, they immediately pick it up and they're just, like, doing it with him across the floor. This is literally the first day of class. Everyone, like, immediately knows everything. Um, But then at the very end, this guy falls and Tess goes... Talk about dancing to the beat of a different drum. Yeah, which is funny because he's a drummer. But Shane is being nice to him. And he's like, oh, you're a drummer? That's cool. So he like he's like, let's hear some. And he just like drums on the floor for a little bit. And Shane's like, cool. Um, and that's like really it. <laughs> um, after that, yeah. So Shane is just nice. But it's also a very cringy scene. After that, uh, we cut back to the mess hall. And this is when I realized that the drink dispensers in the mess They're hall trumpets. are trumpets. The, it comes out of the, like, I, okay, yeah, spout I, of the trumpet. I saw this and I was like, why did they, they probably spent so much money on these drink dispensers that we only see once when they could have, like, written a better script. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, wait, how do you clean this trumpet? I feel, it, wouldn't it be, like, are trumpets made out of brass? It'd be, like, metal. It tastes like metal. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just, like, a faucet that they shaped to look like a trumpet. How do they clean it? What is, how is this happening? I have so many questions. This is literally such a minor, yeah, like, I agree. (laughs) Why did they spend so much money on this prop? Because it's such a minor thing. This is just where Tess asks again. And they could have, like, hired a better actress to play Tess. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is, again, Tess asked Mitchie where she was in the morning. Um, and that's whenever Mitchie's mom comes over and says hi. And she's like, oh, you must be Mitchie's friends. Like, I've been so wanting trying, to meet you. The mom, like, trying to meet her daughter's friend. Yeah, and so Mitchie is trying to, she's, like, being very nonchalant. She, like, introduces everyone. She's like, okay, bye, like, doing that thing for her mom. So her mom leaves because she just thinks that, she, like. She gets it. Well, she just, yeah, she just thinks that, like, Mitchie doesn't want her to be around or whatever. And so they're like, do you know her? And she's like, oh, you guys don't? She's a famous celebrity chef. She cooks for all the celebs, like Nick and Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in 2008. <laughs> and, and so Ella goes, you mean, Ella's supposed to be, like, a comedic relief. She's just really stupid. It's not funny, except for this line when she says, you mean Jessica ate these eggs? And then she starts eating the eggs. Uh, so Brown walks in on Shane playing This Is Me on guitar. I guess he just heard the song once and immediately knows what chords to play on guitar. It's very impressive. Yeah. And he's like, you coming to the campfire tonight? And Shane's like, mm, no. And Brown's like, yeah, I bet you'll be much cooler sitting by yourself alone without anyone. Yeah. Um, so then we cut, we briefly cut to see, like, Mitchie and Mom in the kitchen, and Mom is, like, asking Mitchie about her friends, because she well, knows. she literally says, your friends seem nice, but what's going on with Tess? She fucking knows that Tess is, like, a total, I, this is not a word that I use lightly, Tess is a fucking cunt. Tess is such a bitch. <laughs> I have, I have a story to come, it's gonna be great. Yeah, um, Tess <laughs> is a cunt, and Mom is, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, why are you being friends with her? <laughs> Mitchie tries to stick up for her, but, like, Mom is just, like, Mm, not a good idea, but she doesn't say that. So at the campfire, they perform too cool. I, I this song annoys me so much. Same, and the fucking choreography. It's just shoulders. Oh my god, it's just all shoulders. Did <laughs> they like pop a fucking shoulder? Yes, out? they did. did they in really? the IMDb trivia, it says that Tess dislocated her. Oh shoulders. my god. <laughs> Who did the choreography for this movie? Who did that? This this is also, like, so annoying to me because obviously, like, Tess is, like, the mean popular girl and they clearly... And, like, this is a song where it's, like, this entire movie, like, everyone knows, like, it's a musical, but everyone knows that they're performing, so it's not, like, a musical in, like, a traditional sense. And it's, like, it's one of those songs where, like, they... I can't talk. <laughs> Specifically give, like, the mean popular kid a song about that's just, like... I'm so cool, and you're so not. I am pretty, and you're ugly. I'm rich. You suck. <laughs> okay, and like, okay, because we're framing this in Disney Channel theory, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> decom theory. Why should we should have read it? We should rename this podcast <laughs> decom theory. So. If you're you're comparing Tess to Sharpay, because obviously right. the the comparison is not there because Tess has no redeeming quality. She's like not charming. Like Sharpay is funny and she's charming, and right. Tess is not that at all. And Sharpay has moments where she's like nice to people, and Tess does not until the very end. And, and even then, it's not. And so, like, okay, so you compare too cool to fabulous. There's no comparison Fabu there. Well, fabulous is different because. Sharpay, it's not, like, a song that she's performing. It's just, like, sort of, like, setting the scene for the character. Well, and the other thing is, like, she's talking about herself. Like, she's saying she's fabulous. She's not saying anything about everyone else. Right. Which is the other thing. She's like, oh, like, I she's like, I like to have all these fancy things. And because I'm and, fabulous. Yeah. And even then, she's, she doesn't really say, like, I'm fabulous. She says, I need fabulous things. <laughs> 
I want it all. Oh, that's a different song. <laughs> Too cool. Uh, yeah, makes me want to die, basically. Yeah, I hate it so much. <laughs> um, so we all know Tess is the villain. I wanted to bring this up real quick because, like I said, this came out in middle school. Oh, wait, very... should we? I just wanted to say that the lyrics of this song are, I'm too cool. I'm too cool to know you. Don't take it personal. Don't get emotional. You know what's the truth. I'm too cool for you. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So Tess is the villain. I briefly mentioned this about Sharpay a little bit, I think. It says a lot about people who their favorite characters in movies are. And I get that people like villains sometimes, just like okay, because they're funny or yeah. like whatever else. Sometimes if it's like a really like good rich character like if you like any anyone will say like they love the Joker as a character. Like anyone will say that. Like but no one's rooting for the Joker to murder a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. So um like I said, saw this in 6th grade. At one point in 6th grade over the summer, I met some girls who I went to school with and they told me that Tess was their favorite character from Camp Rock. They're like, "Oh my god, we love Tess. She's so cool." And that just says everything you need to know. <laughs> that tells you everything. Those girls bullied me because of course they did. Because they looked up to Tess as like an icon. Like, and you were Mitchy, And you were like, this is me. That's how I felt. But like, okay. And I understand why people could think Mitchy is annoying. Because she is kind of annoying sometimes. But Tess? You relate to Tess? I, and, uh, we can talk a little bit about her backstory. But like, it does not it's, make up it's for not, what. It's not enough. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, they don't redeem her at the end. No. Yeah, so Too Cool is And especially, like, even going into the next movie, she's still not. <laughs> yeah. Too Cool is performed. Shane is, like, watching it, like, There's hiding so behind trees. Too. It's so bad. Yeah, Shane is watching this, and he's, like, kind of into it, and... Mitch, we see, like, shots of Mitchie, like, being the backup singer, and you can tell she's not having fun. Yeah, she's not impressed. But first of all, they're literally just, like, ooing and eyeing. That's literally it. Like, they're not singing anything. They're not even the backup dancers. They're separate backup dancers. Yeah. And so... Their outfits are so ugly. They're really ugly. They're, like, these long, like, sparkly tunics with, like, these metallic leggings, and then these, like, really, like, like booties... And yeah. the leggings don't, like, go down into the boot. They, like, cut off, like, mid-chin. Mid yeah. <laughs> but the song ends, and as Mitchie goes off stage, Caitlin pulls her aside, and she's like, hey, was singing backup fun? Basically, just, like, calling her out, saying, everything I told you is true. Like, right. you're and better again, than Mitchie this. Mitchie just walks away. This makes me so angry, because after watching this movie, Caitlin is my favorite character. And Caitlin is like, what? Like, Caitlin has, does not have to try. She doesn't have to, like try and save Mitchie from what she knows is going to be, like, such a hurtful experience. But yeah. she does anyway. Well, and at this point, we don't really know. We know that she's just, like, trying to be a good friend and, like, tell her, like, hey, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so Mitchie, the next day, is, like, walking. She sees Shane playing guitar by the lake. And she's like, oh, like, what you're playing is different from your normal stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, the stupid cookie-cutter pop star stuff. <laughs> Shane sounds so fucking emo. <laughs> And <laughs> it's good. Um, but Mitchie is just like, hey, like, I liked what you were playing there. Like, I, it's good. And uh, Mitchie laughs a little bit. And then Shane is complaining about, like, having to be a sellout and playing only what the label wants him to play. But he doesn't want to do that anymore. And but he's afraid that he'll fail if he doesn't. And Mitchie's like, I think it's good. I would buy that song. So Shane is like, oh, my God, she's so different. He, yeah, he's literally, like, he's just not, like, most different. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, in the mess hall, Tess accidentally trips over Caitlin's foot, and Caitlin starts to apologize, but when she realizes it's Tess, she's like, no, just kidding. 
Uh, so Tess dumps her plain spaghetti on Caitlin. The, everyone has these plates of spaghetti, but there's <laughs> it's cooked spaghetti, but there's nothing on yeah, it. Yeah, just plain spaghetti. <laughs> um, so Caitlin starts throwing her food back, and they start throwing food at each other. Mitchie's like in the middle, like trying to like break it up, but Brown catches them all. Um, and he like takes them back to his cabin, which is a little. Eh, I wouldn't do that. Maybe it's the like the staff office yeah whatever yeah <laughs> um brown brown asked who was the first person to throw food which is technically caitlin yeah and caitlin and tess is like oh like it was caitlin and caitlin like tries to explain she's like that's technically true but yeah but, but brown cuts her off and mitchie just stands there silently and doesn't do anything to, to defend her so brown puts caitlin on kitchen duty and caitlin is mad at Mitchie for not standing sticking up for her yeah uh so later we see Mitchie carrying a box and then Shane stops her and he's like hey can I run something by you and so she's like okay sure even though she's supposed to be working right now so she sits down with him I mean (laughs) I would do the same thing I mean yeah but uh she sits down and he plays gotta find you on guitar I just want to say First of all, this is a good fucking song, mm-hmm. but this scene is so fucking awkward. <laughs> like, what do you do when you're being serenaded? What do you do? <laughs> I don't know, but he's, yeah, he plays it, and Mitchie is super impressed, and he's like, I was inspired by this girl. I heard her singing, and she was so good. He's like, oh, that song, it's amazing. Yeah, and again, so Shane is, like, making eyes at Mitchie no, because she's Mitchie, different. Yeah, Mitchie, Mitchie says, it's amazing, and, and then she says, and I don't lie. Mitchie! <laughs> yes, you do! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this is when Shane is like, you seem different. Yeah, but then Mitchie's like, okay, I have to go now, and yeah. she goes to the kitchen. Yeah, so Mitchie arrives in the kitchen. She's just she, happy. She's on cloud nine, which <laughs> I agree. Would I would be too. Um, and that's also when Caitlin arrives for her shift. Um, Mitchie is, like, in the back, like, getting the tortilla chips for dinner. And Mom is like, oh, like, we'll need all the helps we can get, all the help we can get. Like, all six of our hands. And Caitlin's like, six? She's like, oh, like, my daughter's helping. So, Mitchie, uh, walks out, but, and she sees that Caitlin's there. But she covers her face with a giant bag of chips. And Caitlin's like, oh, like, you must be Connie's daughter. Like, I'm Caitlin. Like, trying to introduce herself. And, um, Mitchie is, like, trying to, like, get away but f- ends up falling and tripping on a mop bucket. Um, so Caitlin sees her and knows. Yeah, she figures lying. it out. And so... And Kate- it's not immediate. And I love this so much because Caitlin's not immediately like, oh, like, you've been lying because you feel bad. Caitlin's like, oh, this is great because you deserve this for how you've been acting. <laughs> well, yeah. And so Caitlin is like, why have you been lying? And Mitchie's just like, I wanted to fit in. And Caitlin is just like, you, you're you immature and you've been hiding behind a lie. And that's whenever mom comes in. Well, Mitchie also says, you're hiding behind your I don't care about anything attitude, which I've never picked up on. Okay, Mitchie. <laughs> well, I mean, she is very like anti-Tess. And I guess like in that sense, she's like, I don't know, trying to be different, but she's not. She's just being herself, but whatever. Um, but yeah, but she's just trying to like say something back. Uh, that's whenever mom comes in, sees the mess, and. And Caitlin leaves. Well, Caitlin is like, uh, Mitchie, don't drown on your own lies. And mom's just like, oh, what's going on? But uh, Caitlin's just like, nothing. And that's when she leaves. Oh my God, that's like one of my biggest fears about having a child. It's like, what if my daughter is just like always in drama? <laughs> what if your daughter has a friend come over and then they have a fight? I don't know. That's never <laughs> happened to me. What do I do? That's never happened to me, but I've been over at somebody's house where they had another friend over, and, like, that friend 
like it was someone else I didn't know and the like my friend and her friend started fighting and the other friend like had to like call her mom and have her come pick her up because it was like awkward. I was once at someone's house where their older sister and their parents were like having a screaming match upstairs. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so Caitlin leaves and yeah, that's basically it. Uh, Mitchie meets her friends, I put in quotes, she meets like Tess and them at the mess hall and Ella says that Tess is reading in a magazine that she's Shane's type. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ella says, she's like, oh, like, Mitchie, I was thinking that, like, we could visit you and your mom and... Peggy and Ella seem to be, like, really nice people. Yeah, but they, like, after camp, they invite themselves to China (laughs) to go visit Mitchie and her mom. And Mitchie's like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Caitlin, like, silently taunts her. She, like, eats a chip. Like, very aggressively. Like, <laughs> I fucking know Mitchie. Yeah. And I could spill it at any minute. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we learned that tonight is pajama jam. And so Mitchie goes to Caitlin. Tess and the girls will wear green because it's Shane's favorite oh, yeah, color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Mitchie arrives at Pajama Jam wearing the same outfit as Peggy and Ella. Yeah. Um, Mitchie tries to apologize to Caitlin, but Caitlin is not having it. Right. Uh, Tess arrives in a different green outfit. It's horrible. It's this, like, ridiculous, like, dress. She's also wearing pants with it. It's very bad. She looks like a 70-year-old hippie. (laughs) She looks like a 70-year-old going to bed in the 70s. (laughs) Yeah, she had to have a different outfit because she's the lead singer. Yeah, because um, they call her out. They call her out on it, and she's just like, "Yeah, like I'm not the backup." Yeah, so Caitlin goes up to perform on the keyboard, and this is where we get the iconic line. <laughs> she's really good. Yeah, just like <laughs> the shifts in tone. <laughs> she's really good. <laughs> and well, the thing is, Caitlin, she, she's performing some sort of. She's got like a beat. Do, 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 do. It sounds like a video game, <laughs> and then she's also, she's got, like, one hand behind her back, and she's, like, twirling her arms. Well, yeah, everyone is very impressed by what's going on, and Shane whenever, is, like, in the back, he's enjoying the show. Whenever Tess realizes that Shane especially likes it, she lies, she screams, and she points, and she's like, there's a snake! And so everybody stops, and they look over, and it's just a cord, and she's like, oh, no. And that's whenever Caitlin has had enough. Yeah, well, Shane, we also see him shake his head and leave, so we know that he's, like, never been interested in Tess in any way. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Caitlin, Caitlin... Caitlin yells at her. Yeah, she literally comes over and she's just like, you've been trying to do this shit for, like, the longest time. You have to stop. Um, so that's when we get whatever major loser from Oh, my Tess. God. I had never see- seen that until this movie, and then it, like... I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you... Okay, so you have three fingers, right? You hold you hold the three fingers, like, upright, always like a W, and then you turn it to the side, yeah. like an E. I'm explaining for... For the listeners, and then you turn it upside down like an M, and then you do the L to your forehead. Yeah, um, everyone laughs like this is the most humiliating blow that anyone <laughs> yeah. could ever be given. But then Mitchie stands up for Caitlin, and she's like, "Wow, Tess, I thought that was so last year." And then everyone she laughs says, again. Everyone knows that. Well, I guess not everyone. And the entire cabin just goes like, "Oh, <laughs> burr!" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Mitchie is sticking up for her a little bit, so that's good. Yeah, so then we got to, uh, I almost said Morgan, that's not her name. Mitchie and Caitlin. Morgan and Caitlin blowing up balloons. Mitchie, you said Morgan again. <laughs> Mitchie and Caitlin. They're decorating they're for- blowing, There's like a theme night, and then yeah. it's music, that's the theme. Yeah. They're blowing up balloons in the mess hall, and Mitchie is like trying to make small talk, and Caitlin, my fucking queen, <laughs> she's like, why are you talking to me? Like, we're not friends. Yeah, and but- And she's like- I don't know. And then she, like, pops the balloon, and then they laugh. 
Um, and then Caitlin thanks Mitchie for sticking up to her. And this is where Caitlin reveals that she used to be friends with Tess, but Tess saw Caitlin as competition. And, and then we she don't always really... has she always has to be the star. Yeah, we don't really like get any sort of explanation after that. Well, and Caitlin just says that like being popular isn't everything. Like it's not worth sacrificing like your own growth to please Tess. Yeah. Uh, but Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie like, is like listening to what's going on, but then but she then realizes she still leaves well, for rehearsal. Yeah, she realizes she's late for final jam rehearsal with them, and she leaves. Like, oh my god, that's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because um, even then, they're still not like, oh, like we're best friends now. Caitlin's just like, hey, like this is why I've been trying to help you. <laughs> yeah, because like I've been where you are, and I know how terrible it feels. Yeah. After that scene, we get a stupid scene where Nate and Jason call Shane for comedic relief, and Shane explains that he's having fun now, and that he'll see them Saturday. And now he's just got to find the girl with the voice. Yeah. A very a Cinderella, another Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. So Shane asks his drummer friend to spread the word around camp. And so we get, like, this little montage of everyone playing telephone that Shane is looking for the girl with the voice. Half of these campers look like they're 30 years old. And everyone starts, like, all the girls, they get, like, this montage of, like, all the girls singing to Shane. Again, like, a very, another Cinderella yeah. story. They're all singing They'll, like, walk the by his cabin. And be like, let's start, start, start the party. Yeah. <laughs> Shane is also working on Music's in My Soul a little bit. Play my music. Oh. Yeah, that's what it's called. I was like, Music's in My Soul seems like a long name, but I didn't um, look it up. There's, like, a line to, like, audition for Shane, and Mitchie's, like, walking with Caitlin, and she's like, you gonna audition? And Mitchie's like, she's never heard me sing. Oh, Mitchie, little oh. do you know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> whenever Mitchie sees uh, Shane by himself working on the song, she approaches, and they get in a canoe together. I hate this scene. It's so fucking awkward. <laughs> okay, so Mitchie asks Shane if he's found the girl, and he's like, why? Are you jealous? They, like, flirt, and Mitchie's just like, you're a jerk. You're not my type, and they flirt more, and Tess sees this going on, and she's obviously, like, mad about it. Yeah, she's they're jealous. Talking, they're both talking about, like, having to keep up, having an image and not knowing who's real and who's not yeah who's we, being fake around you for yeah, like what Shane's they can like, get you from know you this because your mom is president i am so angry because like they're clearly getting along and shane could have just been like sing for me like he's obviously crushing on mitchy and it it did not cross his mind once well maybe he they might be the same person maybe he doesn't know maybe he thinks she's a dancer or a producer <sighs> here at camp but and also, they did, they, he does teach her hip hop class. Yeah. Also, at this point, Mitchie does not take the opportunity to clear up what's going on. She's just like, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. So yeah. Tess sees uh, later, we see Tess see Mitchie saying bye to her mom and like kissing her. So Tess knows that Mitchie's mom is the cook at camp and she looks very smug about it. Yeah. So at the beach jam, um, Shane and Connect Three perform Play My Music. Yeah, and love they played this at the concert, and I lost my mind. <laughs> I would also like to say, uh, like I said, Kevin was acting his ass off. He pretends to be singing in this song, which he does not He's do in concert. Singing back, he sings backup. Mm. You well. didn't hear him underneath Nick? No. Oh, I can, you can hear it if you listen closely. You can hear him underneath Nick during the pre-chorus. He's acting his ass off. <laughs> That's it. Everyone's having a very good time. This is, like, their new song. It's different from their old sound, apparently. We don't get any of their old sound, so we don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I just want to point out that Mitchie is sitting next to Caitlyn while Mitchie still has not, like, ditched Tess and them. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, why are they friends? <laughs> like, if I were Caitlyn, I'd be like, what? Why are you still? Like, I would, like, constantly berate her every single day. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so this is, like, one of the few songs in the movie where they sing the full song instead of skipping the second verse. Yeah. Um, Shane and Mitchie are, like, making eyes during the performance. Um, and they get a standing ovation, and Connect 3 is like, oh, like, the label, like, has to let us do this song. Like, we have to leave and record the demo now, but Shane's like, I can't leave yet. I'm not done here. Yeah, so he's like, I gotta find the girl. So he goes back to the crowd, where, right as Tess asks Mitchie about her mom in front of everyone. She's, like, doing this very loudly, obviously, Yeah, and Caitlin goes... Her mom is a great person. What's your mom like? Yeah, Caitlin <laughs> is trying to divert because she is a true friend. Ka- yeah, like, uh, Caitlin does not get as much credit as she deserves. Yeah, but- She has, like, there is no reason for her to be helping Mitchie after Mitchie has been, like, so shitty to her. Yeah, but then, of course, Tess restates the question, and she's like, you know, your mom, the president of Hot Tunes TV yeah. China. so Mitchie's just like... No, I've been lying. Like, well, well, Minchie's mom is standing behind Tess the whole time, and her mom, oh, like, I looks a little, that. yeah, her mom looks a little disappointed about, like, like, why choose now to tell the truth? She doesn't have any proof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Minchie's like, my mom is not the president. So Tess yeah. goes, well, what is she? A vice president? A treasurer? This scene. Like, okay, we talk about Tess being the villain. This is the scene that broke the camel's back. Whenever me and my friend, Courtney, were watching this at our premiere watch, um, Courtney took off her slipper she was wearing and (laughs) threw it at the TV because Tess was being such a fucking bitch. After Courtney did this, a clock fell off of the wall and ended up breaking. Uh, We lied and just said it fell off the wall like we didn't, like, do anything, but it broke because Courtney threw a slipper at the TV because Tess is such a fucking bitch. So in the long term, Tess broke the clock at Courtney's parents' house. <laughs> That's it. I have a similar story in that whenever Clay had lost American Idol, my dad threw a pillow at the TV. Nothing <laughs> fell off the shelf. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> um, yeah, so Caitlin is, like, trying to get Tess to back off, but Mitchie comes clean and she says, my mom is the cook here. Um, so Tess just starts, like, taunting her, and she's like, you're a liar, Mitchie. Well, yeah, and Mitchie tries to explain that, like, the only reason that she could afford camp was because, like, her mom works there, and she's, like, I don't know, trying to stick up for herself. But everyone is just upset at Mitchie, and so Mitchie turns around, and Shane just yells at her for lying. It's a, it's very emotional. Well, yeah, he's like, you were lying. Like, like, axe her heart out here. (laughs) He was like, you were lying all summer. So apparently it's been. you were just trying to get close to me, because I'm a celebrity. Yeah, apparently it's been at least a couple weeks, because. Because he wouldn't be this mad if it had only been, like, a week. But Pajama, Pajama Day was only, like, a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so Caitlin, like, grabs Mitchie and, like, takes her off to leave. It's like, Caitlin, you don't have to duel this girl. Well, I mean, she, she understands. I guess. Yeah. She's yeah. She's such a good person. Yeah, so later we see Shane playing guitar and Tessa's watching and, um, yeah, Brown is like, hey, like, so what about this girl that I heard about? And yeah. Shane sings, this is me to Brown. He's like, this is a song, like, I, I, I gotta find her. Um, and Tess, who's watching from the back, she's like, that's the song that Mitchie sang on her first night here. Yeah, and Mitchie is still sleeping in Tess's cabin for some yeah, reason. Why would she not move back in with her mom? I don't know. So Tess, um... She just goes back to the cabin. Yeah, and finds Mitchie's lyrics, and she's like, ah, yes, like, this is the song. Yeah. So Tess, like, looks at her bracelet, and she says, Mitchie, you are so never going to see Final Jam. Yeah. Um, so Mitchie arrives at hip-hop class. Everyone stares at her, and Tess goes, what a joke. Yeah, she goes and sits in the corner by herself. Caitlin doesn't join her. Yeah. 
Um, um, but Shane arrives and he's like, "Final jam's coming up. Here's some advice: be yourself." <laughs> well, he he gives us like long lecture that is all just pointedly at he's Mitchie, staring at Mitchie. Yeah, he's just like, "Don't try to be somebody else, and don't lie, and be yourself, and don't lie to a boy who likes you." But he doesn't say that. But that's what it's like. <laughs> um, so Mitchie and her mom are walking, and Mitchie is like told her everything. And her mom's like, well, why? Like, you're amazing. And Mitchie's like, I just wanted to fit in and be popular. And mom's like, you have tons of friends back home. And Mitchie's like, I have one friend and no one wants to be our friend. Um, and Mitchie's like, I just wanted it to be different here. And mom is like, she like reassures her. She's like, you don't have to lie because your music is really good. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a mom and it speaks to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the mess hall later or the next day, Mitchie asks if she can sit with Caitlin and the two boys and Lola and they're just kind of like, I guess. Like, I don't think, I feel like, I feel like if I were at this camp, I would not care. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, so what? Like, who cares? Yeah. Tess comes over to Tess, say, well, Tess, at first, like, they're at the table next to her. She turns around. She's like, <laughs> Yeah. To, like, try to make her feel bad, I guess. Like, I don't know why you're trying to make this girl feel bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tess tells Mitchie that the chicken was dry and have her mom do better next time. And so this is when Mitchie gets up and just calls her out yeah and And she's like stop treating everyone like dirt like don't treat people like that yeah and tess's response is you're so out of the group yeah good one tess as if she wasn't already tess has the worst comebacks like it it might like make even more sense like if she at least had some like good lines but she doesn't or if the song was good but it's not the song is so bad so then we uh, get this prep montage for the final jam. Yeah. Um, Everyone's getting ready. Mitchie and Caitlin are, like, getting along, and they yeah, they're laugh. they're in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and this is when Tess walks in with Brown and accuses Mitchie and Caitlin of stealing her charm bracelet. And at this point, I'm like, this was her plan, really, is to get them, I don't know, like, disqualified for stealing her charm bracelet. Like, okay, if I was Tess, I would go up to Shane, I would sing Mitchie's song, and I'd be like, it's me, it's me you've been searching for this whole time. And so then... Shane would be like, oh, okay, so I guess it is you. And it wasn't, it wouldn't be until Mitchie sings that final jam in her own voice where Shane's like, it's not, and like the whole time Shane would be like, I don't know, like your voice sounds like so different. Why does it sound different? And so like, it wouldn't be until like the final jam where Shane's, where like Mitchie sings This Is Me and Shane's like, oh, you've been lying, Tess. It's Mitchie the whole time. I think the reason they didn't do that is because Shane was already like not interested in Tess. So even if she was like, oh, it's me, blah, 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 like I think he would have just been like, I think he would have just been like, "Eh, okay, never mind. You're not the girl. (laughs) I think it would have been much better if I should have written Camp Rack. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, well, and I think that's the whole thing too is like Tess plays dirty. So like she wants to make sure they don't even have a chance because she's so insecure that she won't like do well herself. Um, so Tess is like, they stole my bracelet, and obviously Mitchie, Caitlin, and Mom are like, no, we did it, like, this is ridiculous, but yeah. Brown finds her bracelet, like, in a stack of cookbooks. Which, like, if they had stolen her bracelet, why would they put it there? I don't know. Um, yeah, Mom knows that they didn't do it, and Caitlin is not surprised, so Brown bans them from camp activities until the end of Final Jam. Which she says, like, three times. Yeah, so in the mess hall, everyone stares at Caitlin and Mitchie. Um, and Brown posts the final jam lineup. Everyone is sad. Uh, Nick and Kevin arrive. Uh, they got pressed to cover final jam. And Shane is hoping to find the girl tonight. Yeah. So, like, out at the dock, like, the sun is setting. Mitchie and Caitlin 
um, are talking, and she's like, I can't believe, like, I was a backup singer all summer just because, like, I got intimidated. Like, I can't believe I should have listened to you. Yeah, and Caitlin is just kind of disappointed she doesn't get to perform. She's like, I can't believe Brown was so harsh. She kept repeating until the end of Final Jam. And that's when she realizes, like, oh, wait. She gets that Demi Lovato signature thousand kilowatt smile. She has an idea. <laughs> um, so the final jam begins. Um, Tess, Peggy, and Ella are rehearsing backstage, and Tess yells at them for not being as good as her. Mm-hmm. And that's when Peggy stands up for herself and just leaves. And Ella gets angry and leaves, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, Brown is out on stage. We learn that Connect Three are the final jam judges. And here, this is when Asta La Vista performs i love this song yeah okay this is the first performance ella somehow just joined their group and is a part of it and is like one of the mains now the main two people are the two boys (laughs) yeah but she's also with them like dancing in the center the whole time i guess i don't know she picked it up quickly Good for her. Asa La Vista, very yeah, fun. Yeah, they got number. Yeah. Got trampolines on stage, full choreo, full, full choreo, dance breaks. I put in my nose, this should be a graduation song. <laughs> very fun. Because <laughs> the whole, the first lyrics are like, last day at camp, packing my bag slow. And like, hasta la vista, I'm gonna say goodbye. So you, and they did the thing where it's like, H-A-S-T-A. And then the girls go, la vista. Yeah. It's very it's really fun. fun. I love a it. Fun, upbeat, great. Um, and then the next performers are the It Girls, aka Tess. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, before she starts, she sees her mom in the audience, and she's very surprised. Yeah. Uh, Tess starts singing Two Stars, which I actually don't hate. I do hate. I think it's like such a waste of a song. <laughs> oh, I think it's fine. I mean, I like it better than Too Cool. I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't like it at all. Um, I love how she has mirrors on stage and the lyrics are, look at you, look at me. And she goes to each mirror and she's like, look at you, look at me. <laughs> um, um, as she's performing, her mom gets a call and she sees her mom like walk away and walk outside for the call and like leave. She gets distracted by seeing this and she almost falls off stage. Like somebody like holds her back. Yeah. And so, so then like the, she runs off stage and Well, cries. the music stops and mom, like, looks disappointed in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she runs off and starts crying. Yeah. And so we think it's the end of Final Jam, but there's a last minute addition. It's Margaret Dupree, a.k.a. Peggy. This is the first time I learned that. And Peggy. Peggy. Was a nickname for Margaret. I have an aunt named Peggy whose name is Margaret. <laughs> yeah. And she so, sings, Here I Am. Yeah, Peggy goes out, sings, Here I Am. We get a montage of Tess being a bitch to them. Apparently journey we were supposed to be. I remember like watching this for the for, for the first time and I was like am I supposed to care like this whole time <laughs> yeah I mean it's just like her sticking up for herself it's just to take up time it's basically just, like, Tess being mean to her I think they had already written this song and they're like how are we gonna get it in here yeah I would also have to say that the first lyrics of this song are they tell you a good girl is quiet and you should never ask why bitch I am quiet and I get asked why all the fucking time. No, they're saying the good girl doesn't ask why. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't, she stays quiet, doesn't ask questions. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's deep. I was gonna say, whoever wrote the song is not quiet. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I have it in my notes. Apparently she went through a journey in this movie. Also, she is the only actress who is not singing in her real voice in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but she gets a standing ovation. Backstage, Ella gives her a hug, and Tess compliments her and apologizes, and they both just kind of walk away. Yeah. So, um, Brown goes out and says it's officially the end of Final Jam. The judges can leave and deliberate, and that's whenever Mitchie goes, and she says, it's the end of Final Jam. Can I perform? And Brown's out, like... this was his plan all along. Yeah, he was like, I was hoping you'd catch on to that. Yes, so then we 
we begin. Oh my this god, we start me. with like the music a little bit, and Mitchie's like, like kind of behind the curtain a little bit still. Yeah, she's she's turned or she's turned around. She's facing away from the crowd, which is like the acoustic guitar. Caitlin and Caitlin like, puts I've always been the, the kind of girl who hid my face, and she's hiding her face. Caitlin puts together all the production, I guess, and yeah. then we get the first chorus of "This Is Real." This is me. She turns around. The the rest of the music comes in. Yeah. Okay. Because apparently the song that's been stuck in Shane's head the entire summer, he didn't realize that this was the music. Yes. This is when Shane turns around in slow mo. It's her. That's the song that's the girl this and is, it's Mitchy. oh my god yeah, this is also the other song that's also the full song the second verse isn't cut out yeah so i mean shane just decides to join in he grabs a microphone and joins her on I stage i'm so pissed i'm like what are you doing yeah and so he, um, no one asked him well and he comes in with gotta find you yeah so they like they sing this like duet on the spot of this is me and gotta find it is you. really good though uh yeah <laughs> Um, oh, I said this reminds me of, like, those fucking terrible, awkward performances of Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello that I hate so much, where they're just, like, breathing in each other's faces the whole time. I haven't seen them, and I would like to not see them. Yeah, it's not good. They, like, hold hands at the end. They hold their hands, like, their fingers intertwined for so long, yeah, just, like, looking really at each other awkward. while everyone is staring yeah, at them. like, the end and of the song. And Mitchie's parents are in the crowd. Yeah, at the end of the song, they're, like, singing, like, in each other's faces. They're so close. So, like, we can't see how awkward it is, because, like, it's a close-up. But, like, if you were to pan out, it would be... So awkward. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd loves it. They're like amazing, beautiful, stunning, show stopping, yes. never been done before. <laughs> it's time <laughs> to announce the winner. And you know who doesn't win? Mitchie. <laughs> Yeah, Peggy wins. Peggy wins. For, I remember watching this and I'd be like, why? Well, and I'm like, they just performed the duet. Like, what duet did Peggy sing with Shane Gray? They're gonna record a new duet. I know, but I want to hear about it. What would it be? She sing I don't like know. I mean, we never hear about this in the next movie. She sang a ballad, and he sings like it. But I think Asa La Vista should have won over Here I Am. Yeah, Asa La Vista should have won. Justice for Asa La Vista. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, backstage, Tess compliments Mitchie and Caitlin, and she says she came clean to Brown about the bracelet, and then she says, "See you next summer." Sounds. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mitchie's but, parents congratulate her, and she thanks them for letting her come to camp. They're like, sorry you didn't win. She's like, I won the best summer of my life. Yeah. Um, they leave, and then Shane appears, and they basically, like, start over. They're they like, re- reintroduce themselves and laugh. Um, and then we have the final jam jam session, which is all the performers get together and sing We Rock. Very nice. We Rock, We Rock on. There's dance moves. Did you ever do that, uh, the dance move where it's, like, the double guitar strand and then like you pull your hand back no i did all the time (laughs) no um yeah uh nick and kevin are on guitar they even like a a little singing in themselves yeah okay Um, and this is like this has to have been a choreographed number right because mitchie and shane are the lead of this number and they like the the (laughs) movie maybe maybe they were maybe mitchie she was she was only kicked out at like the final second so she might have like been a part of the rehearsals up until then but if she was a part of the rehearsals he would have heard her singing (laughs) He was a judge. He couldn't hear her sing. He was in the number. I'm saying he like, was in We Rock. Yeah, I'm saying when they practice We Rock, he would have heard her heard her sing. He would have recognized oh. her voice. Plot holes. Um, Demi's vocals here are insane. Like for a 16 year old on Disney Channel, we, we Rock is a great song, especially whenever she's like every day and every night. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, very good. The yeah. movie ends with Mitchie and Shane staring at each other and pointing to... Yeah, the, the final <laughs> dance move is everyone pointing to the sign that says Camp Rock. And they're staring at each other. Everyone else is like... Or they're kneeling down too. Everyone is kneeling down, pointing at the sign. They're staring at each other. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. That's it. That's okay. Camp Rock. <laughs> 
The first Camp Rock. The first Camp Rock. We don't care about the second Yeah. Um, we have to talk about the songs. Yeah, there's 11. Yes. <laughs> uh, my number 11 is two stars. Mine is a Here I Am. Next to that, I put bad. <laughs> I put, I have Here I Am, because I hate it. At number 10, I have Here I Am. I said, not bad, but not the vibe. At uh, number 10, I have Start the Party. Nine? Oh, wow. Wow. That's bold. Number nine, I have Too Cool. <laughs> number nine, I also have Too Cool. Number eight, I have Who's Got What It Takes. And not because it's bad, but just because it's not as important. Number eight, I have two stars. Number seven, I have Asta La Vista. Number seven, I have Who Will I Be. Number six, I have Who Will I Be. Number six, I have What It Takes. Number five, I have Start the Party. Number five, I have Asta La Vista. <laughs> number four, I have Play My Music. Number four is We Rock. Number three, I have We Rock. Number three, I have Gotta Find You. Number two, I have Gotta Find You. <laughs> Number two, I have Play My Music. <laughs> Number one, I have This Is Me. Obviously. This Is Me. <laughs> My 11-year-old self thought that was the deepest song, and you know what? I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> I stand by it. The, nothing realer has ever been written. This is real. This is me. I tried to look up. I was like, did any of them like do actual song? Like, did the Jonas Brothers write "Play My Music"? They did not. But Cara Diaguardi, short-lived American Idol judge, did. Mm. She <laughs> also wrote "Rock." Cool. Did you have any quotes or anything? She's from this? really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, totally blingalicious. <laughs> Um, I just like whatever Mishy calls Shane out. I didn't have any specific quotes, You're though. You're a jerk. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I know. And then a phenomenon was born. Yep. <laughs> That's where it came from. <laughs> How did you rate and rank this movie? I was going to give this a four out of five because I do not have the deep-seated love for it like you do. Mm -hmm. But whenever I was looking at the ones that I did rate four out of five, I was like, mm, okay, well, this is better than those. So I gave it a four and a half out of five so I could properly place it. I put it at number eight below High School Musical and above Eden Stevens. I gave this a four and a half out of five as well. I Did you say you put it at number eight? Mm -hmm. I also put it at number eight. <laughs> High School Musical is above it and Model Behavior is below it. But I this is definitely influenced by my love for it as a child. Um, watching it now it was slightly disappointing, but the nostalgia yeah, was still not, there. Yeah, like if this, if this wasn't like during that time. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie just had, like, the, like, most perfect timing. Again, like, I said, like, the timing would have been off because it's, like, right after High School Musical, but because they had the Jonas Brothers, well, and that was, like, a whole separate thing, and, like, we were sort of, like, leaving the era of, like, That's So Raven and Lizzie McGuire, and, like, this was the new era. I think the thing that was disappointing watching it this time is that there was so much potential to do so much more than they did. Right. And, like, the writing could have been so much better. And even, like, the songs, they could have just been, like, better placed and, like, utilized better. Like, they just performed them instead of, like, Right. This, putting this them is one of the things that, like, I don't like about Disney musicals is that whenever they do, like, most of the time, it's, like... They are singers, and they are performing, and they are, like, knowingly performing the songs. Like, that was the same for High School Musical, but, like, in High School Musical 2, it was different because it was more, like, a traditional musical. Yeah, and I think with this, like, I feel like it was just rushed. Like, I feel like if they took more time, could have been a lot better. Yeah, I think they really, like, tried to turn this out as fast as they could. Yeah, but <laughs> I love it. It was iconic and impacted me greatly, so... <laughs> 
Um, next week we have Cheetah Girls, One World. Oh God! The last Cheetah Girls. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's technically the last decom from two thousand eight. But then after that, we also have High School Musical three, which is not a decom, but we're gonna watch it. Oh, so okay. <laughs> we have the Cheetah Girls three and oh, the High School God, Musical three. Neither remember that good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we got. Yikes! See ya. Bye. <laughs>